0: Welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast, where we take you behind the mindset of high achievers. And today, the high achievers are us. (laughs) I'm Audrey Diaz-Robles.
1: I'm Sabrina Castillo, and I'm excited for today's talk.
0: So Sabrina and I were talking about purpose and in the coaching session with the women that we work with in the Dream Lab Collective and in just the conversations that we have in general, it feels sometimes like a lot of women are unsure of what their purpose is as if it's supposed to be this one thing that they just wake up, they know what it is, they chase it, they make it happen and life is all happy and their unicorns flying around you and your bank account is full and it's not like that at all.
1: No, it's not. And it, what's really interesting is that when you separate that from your purpose and joy, um, it just feels a little easier because the reality is, is that a lot of us are very capable of hitting milestones. So if you've ever felt like this is it, then this is what's missing is that, you know, living purposeful life. And What does that really look like compared to how you were taught, which is like graduate, buy a house, bank account, X amounts? And there is really, um, what's the best way to describe it? There's this very, there is an excitement, right? There's that you look at your bank account, you buy the new house, and it's like very exciting in the moment. But that excitement isn't long term.
0: Well, the thing is that, so this checklist that we grew up with, especially as Latina women, especially, you know, these things that our parents want for us, and we have the sense of obligation in order to accomplish them. The, none of those things have us really check in with ourselves and how we feel about it. If we're happy, no one ever asks us if we're happy. If we feel alive every day, or we feel like, ah, I have to go do this. And that takes me back to the beginning of my journey um, to where I am today, which I had this really great job. I was director of marketing in the city, and that that followed the checklist for me. I graduated college. I wanted to work in entertainment marketing, and I did. I had the job. And at first, it was really exciting. I'm not going to lie. You get to meet really exciting people. This is where I met you. We were working in the music industry. We were working with high-profile artists and brands. And it was really exciting stuff, especially when you're younger. But I remember Sunday nights. You know, we talk about the Sunday scaries. If you're listening, you know what the Sunday scaries are. Where you would just have a pit in your stomach Sunday nights. And you were dreading the week that was about to start. Like, Monday is a for, is a bad-letter word. Yeah. And I just remember... During that time, I was taking ministry classes and I remember thinking to myself, well, why can't I do this? Like this makes me feel happy. This makes me feel alive. How can I actually really help people?
1: And it's because if you ever say something like that, people, and by people, I mean adults around us. I mean, we're adults, right? I forget I'm an adult sometimes, but we're adults. <laughs> And like our parents or people, our theas and theos, they they're just like, oh, you can do that, but you have an obligation and you have bills. And somehow the only way you can do that is by showing up in ways that maybe are not, you know, like you said, are not making you feel that way. And the thought of doing something that just completely fills you as a person is just something that to be honest, I think in my case, my parents didn't have the luxury of doing and I do. And so I, I almost feel like a responsibility, like my growth is a responsibility and a way of how I get to pay it forward for everything that my family sacrificed.
0: I love that because I always you, we're both and we were both in marketing backgrounds, but I always think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how primary, our primary need is survival and our parents as immigrants, they, they had that story of survival and just making yeah. sure that we had a roof over our heads and that they gave us this college education, which is the American dream. But then here we are having it handed to us. And for us, that's not the dream. The, dr- the dream is self-actualization. Yep. And that's why purpose is so important to our generation. It's like, okay, I have all these things, but am I happy? Am I fulfilled? But there's no blueprint to finding it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say something very controversial. Okay. I also think that somewhere along life as a second or maybe even third generation um, in this country, we are taught to carry the same burden that our parents did. And at least in my case, my burden is nowhere near as heavy as my parents were. So for me to sometimes say like, Oh, I had it hard. Sure, at times, you know, there's there's always levels of things, but there's no way that I had it as hard as my parents because they already made the ultimate sacrifice to uproot their life. In any way that I decide to make a change. I'm not I'm not uprooting anything drastically, right? And so that's why I say it's controversial because i I sometimes have had conversations with my friends or just colleagues, and and it always starts with like, oh, because you know as immigrants, we've had to endure x, y and z, and I'm not taking those experiences away. But at least in my case, um, I no way did I have to endure what my parents had to endure. I didn't have to, you know, do a lot of the things that they had to do, and I know that's not the same for everyone. But I think that sometimes, you know, it, it's a it's a little bit of a reality check in that I already have some privilege, and I want to step into it, and I don't feel shame in that anymore, you know. And so, I think when I first moved to New York City, I had a very specific goal: I'm going to move here, I'm going to work in entertainment. And I'm going to be a publicist, and like you said, it's exciting, and you get to really do things that you're just like. I mean, I was like 24. Like, this isn't. It's just, just crazy. I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I was 24 on a private jet on my way to a meeting because it wasn't my private jet. But you know, when you're when you're in entertainment, you just get into these really crazy meetings and experiences that are just mind-blowing right what i realized is i get to do this because my parents paved the way sure like everything else wasn't handed down to me i still had to work but i get to do things that were unimagin- unmanageable for them but for me it still was about the checklist and not about myself so, I wanted to be extra successful to prove to them that their sacrifice was worth
0: everything. It's all, it's all about legacy. Um, this is a story I tell a lot because it means so much to me. It's part of what drives me. Which is um, when I went to college, I'm my parents' firstborn, oldest, I'm the only girl. My dad went with me the day I went to register at Parsons School of Design, and I got offered scholarships and I got offered student loans. And when I was going into the bursar's office, my dad said to me, I want you to deny all of the student loans. I'm going to pay for your college education because my inheritance to you is for you to take this further than I ever could. And at that moment, I felt like a torch was being handed to me because you're right. Like, I feel like what our parents did for us was very much like life or death. Like they came here, didn't know anybody, didn't know the culture, didn't know the language. And the kind of fear that they had to resist and just push through is incredible. So then here we are with all of these opportunities just off the bat. And in the world of social media where you can make anything happen. So I feel like that sense of responsibility is so much bigger. But today that fear for us is the fear of rejection, our limiting beliefs. And when it comes to purpose, then we feel like just like a job, it's like you have to have it figured out right away when really it's an evolution. Yeah. So you and I met in marketing and I looked up to you. <laughs> we were working together on a project. And you and your your partner at the time um, in the Girls Inc. Um, were just goals to me. And I knew I wanted you in my life.
1: That's just crazy because, one, I'm not that much older than you, but I we did step into this space. Again, entertainment has that kind of opportunity where it age doesn't matter and just whoever has like the balls to do things can do things. This is why people, you hear a lot in that specific industry how like young people get really successful and so forth. So for me, I thought that if I worked with the biggest artists or brands that somehow I would feel extremely accomplished. And then when I didn't, I felt like there was something wrong with me and I think I just never truly understood what purpose was, right? Today, purpose for me is just, if I show up of service for someone, like I feel amazing, you know, and the times where I'm not feeling that way, it means that I'm too concentrated in the external things instead of the internal thing. And um, so yeah, it was, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, for, my partner and I, when we were building our team, we were, I don't know, 23, 24, we launched a PR agency and was, you know, it was just like crazy to have that kind of confidence, but confidence is, will only take you so far. And it is something you can keep building on. And then you need the mindset to, to be there because there were moments, you know, where we felt, I felt like a fish out of water and the only thing that kept going was confidence but you hit a wall and you're just like can I even do this right because somehow I thought I graduate from college I get a job and I know everything right like I assumed and John Maxwell talks about this the law of assumption I assumed that I was just gonna know how to do everything and I knew how to do everything exactly as I was taught in school what I didn't know was what it was going to take to grow into that kind of leader or business person. Not because I had not ran a business before, not because I had not been exposed, but because anybody who's a business owner knows that the doing is easy, but the days where you feel doubtful and crazy for even going for these audacious dreams are when you need that confidence and mindset to step in.
0: Okay, so this is really good. Because if we think about it, if we break this down, we were both out of college in the entertainment business doing really well, actually. But if we really look at it, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way, we were there out of ego. Because <laughs> yes. I remember telling people about what I did for a living and be like, aren't I cool? <laughs> like, I work with such and such artists. or I, I do projects for this TV show. Like, look at how cool I am. But we still had the work ethic out of college, right? Where you like do all of this work and all of this stuff. You still had that with you. But then what happened to both you and I during this time is because it wasn't purpose filled. We were doing it out of ego. There was some, yeah, there was some element of truth in it for us, but we burned out during that time.
1: You know, it's interesting. Everything that that I've done in my, professional career until you just said that hit me, I've done for ego and I'm gonna tell you why. My business partner is still in the publicity industry. She loves music though, like breathes and dies music and I love being a publicist, but I'm not like a breathe and die kind of music kind of girl. Like I love music, don't get me wrong, I love a good playlist and I like to dance, but like I am not like, you know, does that make sense, right? So you're right, it was completely out of ego. And in my last career, it was about helping communities and I loved what I did, but I was only striving for a very specific title. And then Mm -hmm. once I got that title, I was like, eh, okay, what next, you know? And it's not until I went through the journey of now, ultimately I feel best when I'm serving. It's really what it comes down to. And now I just wanna serve as many people as I can. And I, and this work that I'm doing doesn't really come with titles. It's more of a vision and a feeling that I have, which is, I don't wanna say it's weird, but to go forward in doing something where the goals are not the way you're accustomed to seeing them or the way that you're accustomed to pursuing based on like titles and salaries and certain things, It's, it's a, it feels crazy at times and other times it feels very comfortable. I don't know, It's, it's an ongoing journey like you said. But it was yeah. definitely ego-based. I mean, I I like saying I was Aventura's publicist and doing a bunch of things like that, you know? And and you're right, people are just like, ooh, you're that. So much so that for a long time, I could it was hard for me to make friendships when I wasn't doing that work anymore because I assumed that nobody wanted to be my friend anymore because I can't get you into the cool clubs and free concert tickets and all the things. Um, and so that was just, again, another assumption on my part. That's not what people were expecting of me, but it was the only way I knew how to sort of buy myself into relationships, to be honest.
0: That's so interesting. So for anybody listening, this is the beginning of purpose. So you, you're in this job, if you're listening, you're in this job that you probably don't like, but there are skill sets that you are learning at this job. And it's teaching you something about yourself. So whether you love it or not, you're learning what you like and what you don't like. And then the burnout we experienced was so important. So you and I both left the music industry, kind of burned bridges as we went.
1: <laughs> Old Turkey. Like we, yeah. I was just like, peace. Yeah. yeah, me
0: too. Let me unfriend everybody I knew. Um, So we both went through, you know, we got married, we started the motherhood journey and kind of being at rock bottom and finding ways to come out of that helped reunite us. Mm -hmm. And um, I started working as an online fitness coach, helping women reestablish their confidence after having children through health and exercise And during this time, Sabrina came to me and I helped her um, lose the baby weight after she became a mother. But what happened was that we both still had this marketing mindset that just doesn't leave you, you know. And I went to a conference one day for my work as a coach and I text her. I remember I'm like, girl, we can make a conference like this. Like, why can't we do this? And she, you know, being the person that she is, was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And that's how the first Dream Lab event happened in 2018. We said to ourselves, well, you know, there's a lot of women that go through life that get lost in motherhood, especially Latinas that get lost in their checklist of their life. And they go through ups and downs. And then they feel like their life just doesn't make sense anymore. They lose sight of who they are and what they want. And they're living life for other people instead of themselves. And we saw this conference as a way to teach them, like, no, you, you can find yourself again. So
1: I like, you know, what's interesting about that is that I, I'm 40 now, so I love the fact that I'm just, I just want to break all the things that you have going through your head, out of your head if you're listening, and even if you're younger, that somehow you don't have your life figured out, that's okay. Like I don't have my life figured out anymore, but it doesn't make me anxious anymore. Right. And all the journey that I went through, you know, I met you. And then, like you said, you know, we we reunited because you I was looking for to I was looking for something and also wanted to make sure I didn't lose myself. I didn't realize I had lost myself until I reunited with you because, like you said, there's this spark in between us and there's this common history that you're kind of yearning for. Because even though I left and it was my choice, I still wanted to create, and I still wanted to do things that interested me in a way that entertainment provided that other parts of my career did not. And I didn't know how. And so it's interesting that you say that, and it's true that as a coach, you know, I my goal at first was to join you as a coach. And one of the things that really attracted to me about that was that I had to do personal development. And the only thing I knew about personal development was that when I did work in entertainment, I did a summit for Russell Simmons and I met people who worked for him and they all said that he requires them to read the seven spiritual laws of success. And I read that book when I was like probably around 25. And it was my first Deepak, Book and just, I loved it, but I didn't know what to do with it. So, when I first met you, when we first reunited and you were like, you have to do personal development, it just clicked. And I was like, yes, you're not the first person that I want to be like that has told me that. Right. And so I started to do that. When you called that time of like doing a conference, it was just like, it was exciting to create something because I will say, Maybe about 10 or so years ago, I remember even though it was my choice, it was still like a morning period. And I was getting ready to go into my first new job in nonprofit. And I sat in that parking lot and I was excited because it was a new job because it's what I chose because I thought I need to get a professional job, right? Like I need to do something that's more adultish. And i felt burnt out and overwhelmed by that and maybe i didn't have it at the time i felt like maybe i don't have what it takes and i honestly just didn't have the mindset to get past that so i remember sitting in my car crying because i was like that's it that life is over i'll never create anything again i'll never do anything that fulfills me i just have to do the right thing get a job that paid well and and it was in my career, right? Like I went to school for publicity and marketing. So I did community relations and corporate relations. So it's not like I went to go work somewhere that was I was gonna be miserable in, but it was just different than what I was used to. And so I, and on that morning, I would have never imagined that I would be here today. Um, I just wouldn't, you know, cause I really thought that that was the end of thinking about me, like I'm getting married and I have to think about what it means to to be this grown up, right? and right. and it was just like, I really thought I would never be here where I am. So when you said that, I was like, yes. And that's another thing, right? Like you have to surround yourself with women who are willing to challenge you. And Audrey's one person I don't say no to ever. I disappoint her a lot when I say yes, and I don't follow <laughs> through on certain things, but I certainly don't say no, And I always leap forward with the best foot forward that I can at the time, right? And so that was, you know, that was I think like in August of 2018 and by December we had launched Dream Lab and the event that I honestly just changed everything.
0: Yeah, so like looking back on this and when women feel like, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't know what I wanna do, I don't have clarity, it's just, do the personal development surround yourself with people that inspire you are and are where you want to be because when you do that then you do develop a level of self awareness to know to chase your joy it's really about chasing your joy and so we both started so to start like we both started in the music industry and doing something out of ego because it looked good to other people but we weren't living true to ourselves so then we burned out During that burnout period, we both had growth in other ways that are important, but I agree with you. I didn't feel challenged. I went to work in my family business and I loved it. It was flexible. It was comfortable, but I missed that challenge that helped me grow. So again, I had to be very in tune with how I was feeling. And then when I moved into the space of growth and becoming a fitness coach um, and meeting you, rekindling our friendship and our work relationship, and then evolving into this place of helping other women with their personal development. It's all a journey of just figuring out what you're feeling, what you need at the time, and how to grow from where you are. So even though we're far from where we started, yet it's still the same thing, because I think that that, what brought me to the music industry was that I always felt like I wanted to be part of a team, Brought a message to the world, yeah. And over the years, that message has changed, but it's still the same underlying feeling,
1: yeah. So, when I went into the entertainment industry, I wanted to make a huge impact on the world, and I believed I could. But at the time, again, I'm 40, so I'm going to repeat that again there was no social media. So, the only way I ever saw people making a major impact was through celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like that is the only way I ever saw people making. And I'm obviously there's other ways. Like there's, I know there's pastors and leaders, but like I wasn't exposed to that. So celebrities was the only way. And I loved being around celebrities for a few reasons. There was a couple things I don't like that just didn't fit well with me, right? Like there's some things and we all hear those stories about celebrities, but for the most part, everyone I worked with was amazing. But what I loved the most was how, ambitious they were like there was no like I've never worked with somebody who's like oh you know maybe can you can you maybe get me on the Grammy stage it's like no that's where I want to be and are you the person I'm going to hire to get me there (laughs) it's never like you know I kind of have this dream and I kind of want to do this and it's like no so now fast forward to where I am today what I realize now is that I love their dreams, because I actually had big dreams like that. I was just too scared to make them my own. Um, And now, you know, through action is how I've been able to develop what my purpose is, but it's not attached to one particular outcome anymore, if that makes any sense.
0: It's so funny you say that, because I remember moments, I just had flashback to moments with artists texting me and calling me wanting me to pull things off that i'm like how am i going to do this but, but you, you did yeah you make it work for them because you you know you can't disappoint them and if we only apply the same kind of thinking and work ethic to ourselves and what feels true to us i think like the whole point of this this podcast today is really listen to yourself what yeah. do you really want um, it's kind of like I was watching The Notebook yesterday. And it's kind of like when Ali and Noah are at the end and he goes to her, what do you want? What do you want? And nobody asks us that. Yep. And, and just to know that wherever you are, whether you love your job, you hate your job or wherever you are and whatever season you're in right now, there's good in it for you to glean from. There's information in the failure, but you have to do something with it. Yeah.
1: Yes both so after I left entertainment I worked in nonprofit and government and I will forever be grateful for that experience because I learned what it was like to work in a professional environment become a leader of teams and think I became a strategic thinker in that process something I did not have before and that's really what I bring now to this team that we're growing right like the way I'm able to plan strategically for a business or for a project is something I learned in that. And I wouldn't trade that for the world because it was something I was missing in in when I launched a company that I really had no idea how to run, right? Like I had the vision for the physical tasks that I was doing, but I didn't know how to grow a team or a business and, and you know, everyone has their own journey. Some people figure it out, um, you know, and other people like myself need to go through other things to learn new things so yes like it's everything wherever you are you have to recognize that it's setting you up for something you're learning yeah. something and it's yes. going to be for something your time is never wasted to be honest
0: never. like the skill sets that i learned the work ethic that i learned those early years in the music industry I still carry with me. And it's just in a so much better place because it really is about the evolution. Like There's never a solid goal because whenever you achieve that goal, like you get that promotion, you land that job, you start the business. Once you do, you're gonna see that you're gonna keep moving that benchmark further and further because that's not really what you want. What you want is to keep evolving. Tony Robbins says that happiness is progress towards your goals. It's not the actual goals. It's the progress you're making as a person. And the beautiful thing about it is that I think where you where you and I are right now, Sabrina, in our lives, it's not about what we've accomplished. It's the fact that we know we've put in the work, like we've become this version of ourselves. And even if the dream lab, God forbid, falls apart, we know that we have the skill set, the tenacity, the perseverance, the endurance to pick ourselves up and move to the next stage of our journey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I know regardless of what develops or grows, I will continue to grow. I will continue to be in pursuit of that progress that you're talking about. That exactly what Tony Robbins says, which happiness is in the progress. And I used to feel, I actually used to feel a little guilt around that because I used to literally sit there and be like, will I ever be happy with, is, is, are things ever going to be enough for me? Somehow wanting more or moving the needle, I was trained or conditioned to think like that wasn't enough, like that was a bad thing. But we are, we're humans of growth. And the only way that we feel great is if we're growing. So when you feel stuck, you're not stuck, you've actually just stopped growing in ways that you haven't recognized yet. And the minute you start to grow and take action into that growth, you start to feel alive again. And so this idea that like after you go to college and you get a job, you're done and you're not growing anything is, I just don't think it's realistic, you know? So now I feel very comfortable in, it's not that whatever I achieve is not enough. It's that I love the fact that I'm aware that I'm just capable of more and more and more. And it's really based on growth and not wanting, right?
0: Yeah. And everything you say, it's because it's in line with what Sabrina wants. Yes. And instead of what, you know, your family wants for you, what somebody else wants for you, because we need to be really aware of that, who we are actually doing things for. Yes. And being very in touch with what our heart's telling us that we want.
1: Yep. So I left my job this year and it comes with some sacrifices, you know, it comes with delaying things that maybe other people feel I should have, right? Um, or maybe what my mom would like for me to have, right? But I'm I'm happy and I'm just excited for the journey of growth and and discovering that I am purpose and that I don't have to feel bad because I haven't accomplished a very specific thing.
0: Yeah, and this is an evolution. It's a journey. So no matter where you are in your life, just remember, be grateful for where you are, learn from where you are, surround yourself with the right people that are going in the direction you want to go, and everything falls into place.
1: Yeah, when you lean into that and recognize that you are not a reflection of who your potential is right now. You're actually just a reflection of your current actions. And the more aware you are, the more you can change those. And so where you are right now is not it. If you don't want it to be where you are right now is not all that you're capable of, you know, the minute you start to expand and you become aware, the minute you start to see how much more you have to grow and how your current situation can literally change one day, two days in a week and in a year, you have no idea where you'll be.
0: Yeah, you need to have the patience to know that every part of the journey serves a purpose and be open to what that is, especially the obstacles, especially the obstacles.
1: I think that's one thing that people don't, it's not that I don't talk about obstacles, it's that whatever I've generally have embodied this over the past year or so, uh, whatever i focus on grows. and so the obstacles are the obstacles. i'm not ignoring them and i'm not walking away from them. i have to deal with them, but i'm not going to give them more energy that it requires. and if anything i'm going to give more energy to the other things so that that doesn't feel as heavy.
0: can i tell you something? something i've been training myself in is to learn to love the obstacles and learn and love the suckiness in life because Every single time that I overcome something and I look back, I'm actually really proud of myself for having grown through it. So every time I find myself in a sucky situation, I try to remember that. I try to remember that because it's like you're always talking about creating proof for yourself of the person that you want to be. And that's proof for me. Every single hardship that I've gone through has only made me better. I know it sounds like such a cliche, it really is the truth. We can't become that next level of ourselves until we learn to make it through those obstacles and learn what the lesson is in them.
1: Yes. And I know from the outside, at least I've had friends where they're like, oh, but like, it hasn't been that hard. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and list all of them. But the simple fact of the when i I have the life I have now because I made a choice and it was a scary one. It was to move to New York City. I didn't know a single person. I lost like two or three apartments. I didn't know where I was going to live. Like literally I like a I'm sure there's a song about this. I moved here with a metro card in my pocket and, and one suitcase, you know? And I had a job before I even had an apartment. And so you know, when when people see like maybe that I have it easy like those first few years were extraordinarily hard you know um because you're alone and you have no idea where things are going to come from or where they're going to come from you just you somehow believe that it will work out and you're right like through those years and and others that followed that I'm just like wow like I'm I'm proud of myself because I've sure. been able to I've been able to to get through it. And recently I've been reflecting, I'm like, what got me through it? And I will tell you this much, it's very simple. I genuinely believed I was meant to be here because there was plenty of opportunities to run back home. And there's nothing wrong if you change your mind and you wanna go and explore different things. But this unshakable thing inside of me told me I'm meant to be here and nothing. And trust me, my mom tried dangling I'll pay for your rent and your car and all those things. If I move back to Los Angeles, nothing was going to shake that. And I just remember that now. And that's really what's holding me really strong right now. Cause I'm like, I've had that belief in myself. So I know it's in me and I just have to keep and trust that I'm worthy and trust my gut that I know exactly what I'm doing, even if it feels shaky at times.
0: I want to tell a story before we wrap up. Um, which goes in line with what you just said. So when I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I used to take ministry courses and I wish that I could do that for a living because it involved helping people. And I did that for me. Back then, I never thought that I could do anything with it. It's just the way that I could serve people when I was working in the music industry because I felt like that was just a selfish thing. (laughs) But during that time, I went to a, a weekend retreat. And it was Friday. I had just gotten there, went, drove there straight from work. I'm sitting there waiting for the conference to begin. And I see this guy comes in. He looks at me and he walks out. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. And then I saw like the retreat had started and he came in like 15 minutes later. And during the first break, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I saw you and I felt like you needed this. And he gave me a copy of The Alchemist. And I read it that entire weekend. And when I tell you that I walked into that retreat feeling defeated, because, yeah, I had this great job, but I felt dead inside. I didn't want to be there anymore. And there was all these things that in my heart I felt that I wanted, and it just wasn't reflecting on the outside of my life. And then I read The Alchemist. And for anyone that's read it or hasn't read it, it's, it's, a, it's a book about the journey of life. And one of the things that the author, Paolo Coelho, talks about is that seeking your personal legend, that thing that you're meant to do in your life, that is the only purpose that you have in life. And those dreams that you have in your heart, that voice inside you that tells you you're meant to do this, like the voice that you heard move to New York City, that comes from God. It's not like something in your head that you're like, okay, whatever. I need to stop thinking about that because I can't do that. But that's the thing that you're meant to do. You're not given a dream by God without the skill set, without the ability to execute on it. And after that, it's just the work of getting over the fears and our limiting beliefs in order to find those out. And that book, that weekend, gave me permission to seek out my dreams and literally changed my life. Because if that didn't happen, if I didn't get that book, I would have never thought that living a life in which my career is to help other people was possible.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, really, like you said, it's a calling of God and whatever you're following, if it's true to your heart, it will not drop you. I can't tell you, if I told you, if I ever sat down and explained the whole story of what it was like for me to move here, there is no way that I would have been able to survive those years literally without God walking beside me. And- like you know literally like every time i thought i was about to like give up like it's like he planted the right person in my life you know to keep me going and keep me moving forward in in for whatever and i actually think that whatever the reason i moved to new york city still hasn't really fully flourished if that makes any sense right that that is still to come and i'm you know i'm just excited but i hope that this call is just that awakening that that book was to you for someone. That you have the permission to ask yourself what you want, how you want to live life, and nobody else can shake you from that. To dig that deep that when you're moving forward, you're completely trusting that this is meant for you.
0: Yeah, so the work now is to be in tune with those dreams that got put in your heart do the mindset work every single day Yes, and show up the best you can to everything that you have in life. The how doesn't matter because sometimes we get wrapped up in the how. I mean, Sabrina's a great example of that. She came to New York City with the idea that she was going to be in the music industry doing publicity for Aventura and Nash. It's completely different and she's more fulfilled than ever. And she's on her way to living her purpose. She is living her purpose. But that's what you have to do for yourself. Give yourself totally to the situation that you're in. Work on your mindset. And give yourself permission to say yes to the things that you want. Because God will open the doors.
1: Yes. That's the hard part. Trusting. But if you don't trust, then those doors can't open for you.
0: Mm -hmm. And you don't know when they'll come, how they'll come. But God will put the doors there.
1: We'll have to do part two, because this it's just bringing back a lot when I became a publicist because I just started saying I was everywhere I went. I'm like, oh, I'm a publicist. They're like, oh, you're a publicist. I'm like, yeah. And the, so then the day that I met Aventura's manager, I was like, oh, I'm a publicist. And he's like, oh, we're looking for one. And I was like, well, there you go. You know. And it's like, literally, you have to trust that you're worthy of what you want. You know. And the mindset is so important though. So I hope that this really opens up eyes to people that it's a long journey and you have to enjoy the journey because I don't wanna say there's no end, but there's no sense in missing out in the present Mm
0: -hmm. because the
1: journey just keeps evolving and it changes and it looks so different every day and every week and every year.
0: You need what you are going through right now in order to go to this level. And this is the work that we do in the Dream Lab Collective. So if you are on the fence about joining and this podcast resonated with you today, I hope you come to our site and you check it out.
1: Yes, because we challenge the women in there. We give them the tools and resources to go through that process. And honestly, our goal here is just to serve women, to live life on their terms.
0: And you're not alone in wanting more for your life
1: yeah okay thank you all so much um don't forget to follow us on instagram the dot dream lab and check the show notes for more information on how to join the dream lab collective
0: Bye. bye